Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for watching or listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the newest Battlefield 2042 leaks about the seasonal content. Looking pretty promising, and the and the source of the leak is very, very reliable. If you're looking for the different segments that we do during the stream, you can check the timestamps below if you weren't here for the live stream, it's usually about a four-hour video. We do a talk show in the morning, and we do gameplay in the afternoons. And we've got a great lineup of games this week, and I got a really, really good email this morning about something. So there's other news that we're going to be talking about. Splitgate got officially delayed, but they got a large sum of money to ensure the game can launch. They're now targeting August. What does it mean for this game? And there are already comparisons being made to this game comparing it to Halo Infinite and with arena shooters and with Destiny and not a lot else on the landscape it does seem like these two will be going in an ess- in essence going head to head once it's finally out and once Halo Infinite is finally here with its free to play multiplayer offering so we'll be discussing that this morning death's door a little indie title that we featured on sntr gaming has had massive success so i i chose this one as a, as a personal note of news to cover about the success of this game and the lineup of games this week we got a lot of really nice indie titles on the horizon sort of setting the table and getting the runway ready once we sort of get out of july the rest of the year is jam-packed full with game launches as long as nothing gets delayed. So that is what is on the docket for today. If you're a paying member and you want to jump in line with your questions, the question queue has been cleared. You can submit those now in chat with the question command or the queue command. Keep in mind, if you hang out in our Discord, you can submit those questions the night before to jump in line. That's one of the benefits of hanging out in the Discord with the increased access that you get as a paying member or just be here bright and early in the morning everybody that's here when the stream starts i want to say a personal note of thanks to you we're going through a a dry spell in gaming news and so it's tough some days to really get the ball moving and you guys showing up and getting the chat going and humming and smashing like that really has been encouraging we we've got a really really good foundation of very loyal uh, viewers every morning and i just want you to know that i greatly appreciate it those of you that lurk and listen even if you've never spent a dime on the channel that is such a great way of supporting so thank you for being here this morning and in case you missed it i always like to let people know what we did yesterday and the other ways that you can consume the content so there is this morning's video but yesterday we checked out tribes of Midgard and I gotta tell you the interest in this game just wasn't there which surprised me it seemed like it was kind of making waves it was it was g- getting a lot of press and a lot of attention and it just did not draw in a large audience we actually checked out somebody who got to play it early the night before they had like over 3 million subscribers and they only had about 3,000 viewers so we were already a little cautious going into this thinking maybe just people aren't too 
interested in it. So we, we, we check that game out. If you're interested, you can go to the past broadcast and you can see my different sections down uh, below, usually below the chat or below the description. We went through sort of a, an introduction about that game. So if you're interested in what it looks like, you can check out that segment. We also talked about Apex Legends Season 10 and the Halo Infinite Tactical Test. We now have the dates about that, and they are doing a stream this evening. So that'll definitely be on the discussion for tomorrow, as well as potentially seeing some of the gameplay. We then jumped into Tribes of Midgard. So if you're looking for an intro to that game, that one and a half hour stream is a really, really good introduction for solo players. And I got to tell you, solo play is really, really bad. I'm, I, and, I, and I theorized in the video, I was like, I think this game's really going to shine when you play with other people. The pacing and the difficulty does not at all seem built for somebody to play by themselves. So I checked out the saga mode by myself and just couldn't get anything going. Definitely can see how this game could hook people with the art style and the rogue elements and the survival elements, sort of the starting over. But the combat and the playing solo is genuinely pretty bad. It just isn't in a good place. I've got some pretty significant criticisms of things laced within and laden in the combat, which for a game like this, you want it to feel satisfying. I have been playing Forager with my son, and that little content loop of chopping down trees and getting rocks and building stuff, that is in Tribes of Midgard. There's that little hook of, man, I feel like I'm accomplishing something. I like that sense of leveling up. But the combat just does not flow well. There is no animation cancel. There's no button queuing. You end up face tanking a ton of damage. And if you're playing by yourself, it is massively exacerbated because of all the solo aggro. You're the only one for the enemies to aggro to. So you're just constantly getting hit with range attacks that you cannot mitigate. Damage mitigation is one of my favorite things to do in a game, blocking and parrying. I love that sense of finessing a fight. There does not seem to be any finessing the combat in this, which is unfortunate because there is a blocking animation and a rolling animation, and there's even a skill that can give you iframes in the roll, but it just did not flow very well at all. I'm not even going to do a first impressions on it just because we just didn't feel like the interest was there. Nobody seems to really be paying attention. Now, they could maybe go and patch some things, and they could have a sleeper hit on their hands, because there is some charm to this game. There really is. There's something charming about it, and there are some, I think, some good content loop hooks that could pull people in, and and playing with other people, I've heard, is actually really fun. I think it minimizes some of the things I've talked about, and it, it could slowly take off, but for now, we're just not really messing with it because we don't see the interest from you, the audience, and I myself didn't really have that great of a time anyway. Then, last night short, more big game leaks. Now, YouTube was doing something funny last night. If you didn't get that short, we're not sure what was going on. It, it didn't get ads placed on it for like an hour, and we kept getting bot comments, like these bots were commenting on it. I don't know what happened, so if you didn't see that short last night, that was because of YouTube. I uploaded it in the, in the usual time. I usually try to upload 
between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern. So always make sure and check the channel during that window of time if you're interested in what I'm covering the next day. And that's what I use those short videos for, just to kind of say, hey, here is the itinerary for tomorrow. Excited to be there. You know, hey, leave a comment, whatever. And those videos have been uh, been great, a great way to let you guys know what's coming. So here you can see Battlefield Big Seasonal Leak. But down here, we've got gameplay in the afternoon of a, of a really, really cool little indie title called Unbound Worlds Apart, and we will be checking that out this afternoon. I did get a code. I've got a code for Ascent. We're checking that game out this week as well. A really nice lineup of games already uh, you know, priming the pump for what's going to look like a pretty consistent launch of games for the rest of the year and if the the tribes of midgard gameplay is there and if you miss my shadow of the tomb raider ps5 gameplay they did an update you can check that out as well and the gaming channel is a great way for you to get short little snippets of gameplay and we were going to throw the 30 minutes of tribes of midgard over there we decided not to again because the interest was just so low so we decided to check out Chernobylite, 30 minutes. You're going to really like this video. I had fun with it. There's some really good jump scares. I'm a big sissy. And and it's supposed to have its official PC launch today. This thing has been, you know, sort of tested and played by other people. There are some videos out there. So we will head over there this afternoon and watch that once we are done with unbound worlds apart so we're really trying to fill your day with lots of content and lots of previews of games we watched you know we did fall guys season five just to check it out and we did pokemon unite chris tales and there's death's door i we, we checked that game out and now we're talking about it today in gaming news because of its super rise in success and if uploads are easier for you please consider subscribing to sntr shorts uh that's another great way to support the network the sntr network and all the various channels that we have out there not everybody likes watching a four-hour stream these little four-minute uploads you're going to probably get three of them a day uh you can see there's when i talked about halo infinite needing forge i did go through the details of tribes of midgard we tried to get that one up as soon as possible and you can see it didn't fare very well And then Apex Legends Season 10 Details. Apex Legends Season 10 Details is probably not doing that hot because we're we're late to the party there. I mean that those trailers hit and I can't completely derail the live show to watch and react to a trailer. I don't like doing that to you because you come, you you know, the table's set, we have an itinerary, we have things we're gonna be doing and talking about, and sometimes we cannot pivot to those moments the day they happen. We gotta do them a day later. But that's 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 good for you. You can know that anytime you come here, we are going to be attempting to cover news, even if it is, you know, the next day. You don't have to be trying to scour the internet or blogs or Twitter or YouTube to get all the latest news. We try to give you what we feel like is the most pressing frontline news here every day. So the Battlefield 2042 leaks should be, I think, exciting for people looking forward to that game. We just previously covered the Battlefield Portal announcement, and that is looking very, very promising. And 
Splitgate, we, we may have to t- dip our toe into Splitgate once it officially launches just to showcase the gameplay. I do think that's going to have some comparisons to Halo Infinite. And Death's Door, I, I, I don't know. We, we may circle back and play that a little bit. I had a great, that 30 minute video over on gaming was like a perfect video. I was so pleased with right at the 30 minute mark, we got the Death's Door, you know, name came up. I had gone through some things and learned some mechanics and fought a really cool, two really cool bosses. And I was like, man, what a great little video. So that that's over there. That thing might start taking off because people are going to be interested in what the game looks like. Every morning, I do try to remind people that there are a variety of ways to support uh, the channel. I'm clicking on the wrong thing. There we go. There's a variety of ways to support the channel. And we appreciate everybody who who goes over to 80s Tees. Got a Miles Morales Spider-Man shirt on today. The shirt command will take you to the Spider-Man collection. You can use code LONO on the entire site for 30% off. And we appreciate everybody who does that. You can also use code LONO at Blue Blocks. That's where these glasses are from. And I've got some yellow ones I'll probably be wearing on stream today. I just I didn't have them down here, so I wore these for the opening. So, everybody that does that, thank you so much. Coffee is in Louisville. <laughs> it's in Louisville, and these freight companies are basically really bad about calling you. Uh, we're going to have to start to learn the rhythm with the local freight company and get some information from them. I'm going to try and get a hold of dispatch or a manager over there to say, what's the expectation once my freight gets to the city? Because I was supposed to have this thing on Monday, and now every, you know every day of the week, I'm like, when, when am I going to get a call? So it's here. The, the, the Light Roast Re-Up is here, and Dark Roast will be here next month. The join button and the join command, you guys may not think it, but we really, really appreciate uh, just how massive uh, it is that you support the channel with those paid memberships. We are thinking of bringing video game voting to tier two. That's the $15 one to tier two. That way we can have a lot more people in the Discord, in the VIP lounge. The VIP lounge was previously used for VIPs and all these things we were doing for VIPs, and we're not really doing anything with that anymore. A lot of the stuff we were doing with VIPs, like call-ins and fight night, it just wasn't working. People were just happy to support me with, with, with that level of support, and many of you have just kept it, and that is awesome. And, and but we just we had like the same three or four people calling in and then fight night was really really hard to maintain a presence because some nights we had too many people and then some nights we just didn't have enough because you know real life happens you know this is what I do full time you guys can't be expected to be here every Friday night so we tried to remove time sensitive perks because it just ended up being something that people couldn't cash in on right so with video game voting, we want to bring that to the Discord where I would say, hey, here's a smattering of indie titles that I have no idea which ones look look good, interesting, or popular. We're going to let you guys vote. So if you feel like upgrading to Tier 2, you can do that. If you're Tier 2 or higher, okay, if you're Tier 2 or higher, check out the VIP lounge in the Discord. That's where we're going to start to do some of this stuff. I want to start to show that appreciation for the people that go up to that level, and we want to give you an incentive to maybe consider going up to that level. Um, But at the same time, wherever you support, if you support with a lurk, a listen, if you just faithfully come every day and smash the like button and say good morning in the chat, 
I appreciate that so, so much. Do not, I don't want anybody feeling like we're just sitting here trying uh, to get members, but memberships have kind of gotten ignored. Like, we just haven't done much for members. And we, we did a lot when we were covering Destiny. We had a lot of nice things that we were making sure to do for paying members. And I don't want that to fall by the wayside. But I also don't want people feeling like if you're not a paying member, you don't get anything. So I try to interact with the chat as much as possible. I don't even look at badges when I'm doing that. I just enjoy the back and forth. So if you're here, non-member, and you're talking in the chat, that is such a service to the to the community and my channel and the vibe. So I appreciate those of you that do that. We had some great debates recently with people, and I, I didn't even recognize their name. They were brand new to the community, and we were just having some really good back and forth. So thank you for bringing, bringing the, uh, the good debates. So those commands run across the bottom of the screen throughout the day. It's a great way to support. Get us our first 100 likes, and I'll be hot on this mic in just a second. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so, so much for a strong start. A lot of people here. We already got our first 100 likes, so set your sights on 200 likes and take that poll in the chat. A lot of people's interest in Battlefield has changed. So I want to know, will you be playing Battlefield 2042? Even a vote of no is helpful. So cast that vote in the chat. We appreciate you guys' support every single day to the show if you're new or a long-time supporter. We are looking into uh, anti-glare. I'm going to see if I can't. This isn't something that you would need to do if you buy Blue Blocks glasses, but given the lighting in the room and the monitors, uh, I'm going to see if a local place will do um, will do the, the, the anti-glare treatment. I think that's something they can do to the lenses that might help. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact the local place and see if they'll do it. Uh, I fall for the recording uh, every time. <laughs> Jack2505, are you the are, are you the Jack that had the Jack Bauer name? Is that there was somebody that had that name on on purple and you sounded like some fighter. Everybody thought that's who you were. Yo, what's good feed? I see you in the chat. Uh I put yes on the poll, but I'm still really a maybe. That's fine, that's fine. I, I I'm just trying to gauge what people are thinking about Battlefield as they've continued to roll out uh, information and Unbound Worlds Apart we got a code for that but my code installed um, a demo so I'm not actually sure you know when they're going to have their their, the full game is supposed to launch today and they're even streaming um, oh in approximately four hours so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we don't have any issues with my demo version because you know in four hours I mean that's that's about 30 minutes later than I usually like to start it's pretty it's probably a pretty small game though uh, as far as install size so we should be good apparently well, apparently it's a six gig game so it shouldn't take too long to install um, we could always just jump into the demo and see how far we can get uh, in in that time, or we can just go a little bit late today. We we could go. I could go reschedule the video. Uh, we also have a premiere of you. If you guys missed the intro of Chernobylite, uh, we, that we will be doing. Uh, we we will be doing that. We'll be going over to the gaming channel today 
to watch that. We were going to take the 30 minutes of Tribes of Midgard and put it over there, but man, I, that game just didn't. That was a non-starter, you know. Um, I'm waiting, says Turner, because of the prices, but the EA hacks. I'm going to give it some time. Hopefully, uh, the the feds help EA figure it out. Oh, like they've been hacked or something. I don't. I don't think they got anybody's personal information, did they? And in any case, in any case, uh, we're we're obviously interested in if if you guys are interested in the game, and if you're interested in the glasses that I'm wearing, these there there's three types over on Blue Blocks. There's red tint, yellow tint, and no tint, or like it's very it's very light. Um, I wanted to get kind that uh, these are not Brooklyn sleep plus uh i should probably update these are shoot i forget i'll have to look up the name of them these are a different frame because these have like a slight blue color to them and then the lenses are the yellow tint uh so i'll have to pull up my order to get the exact name um your order has shipped thank you I had to send them my script, uh, my script request. Let's see. Hudson Summer Glow. Hudson Summer Glow is what I'm wearing right now. Here, I'll update the, uh, I'll update the command for you. So, Summer Glow is the, the kind with the, with the, the yellow tint. Uh, Hudson Summer Glow. There you go. Yesterday, I was wearing the Brooklyn Sleep Plus. Those are the ones with the red, uh, and obviously, they look really cool. The red is intended to be worn a couple hours before bed. Uh, Not meant to be worn all day. Uh, My day doesn't really start until you're on the mic. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. Um, Lurk a lot these days. Never left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that... that I last played with you in Mr. Destiny debut on Leviathan a long time ago. I'm not Anthony Joshua. Yes, that's you. That's you. I saw I saw you like one of my tweets on Twitter, and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I, re- I remember him. I was like, we had we always had good laughs. We always had a good time. Anytime you played with me, we would we would get along really. We we like we had we had we had some fun. We had some fun. Uh, there were certain people that I could just connect with like that and just kind of laugh. Do you know when you'll check out Microsoft Flight Sim? It's a big download. Got a 30 gig day one patch. You know, I could, I could, I could do that this evening and have 30 minutes for the gaming channel tomorrow. See, we're in a good position now. Like, if there's so much coming out that I can't do it here live, I can, I can record, I can record a 30 and then just, and then send it over to gaming and we can watch it later. Um, so that that's actually probably a good idea for tonight uh flight sim 30 that i not it i'm in this weird position of when we stream something here and record 30 and then kick it over the next day my concern is those are all the same people and they're gonna be like why are we watching this again you know what i mean but at the same time, it's good to have a channel that's doing that. Not everybody's looking for live streams. Some people just want that real quick 30-minute, you know, I just want to see gameplay, you know. That's what people are looking for a lot of the times. Uh, thanks a lot, Lono. You're doing well. Keep the variety content up. I appreciate that, Jack. Thank you. 
uh it's been tough man it's been tough you know if i creature and i have a phone call every day and i he probably thinks i'm bipolar because some days i'm like i mean i'm like ah, it's fine we're doing all right and then other days i'm like ah, i just want to quit <laughs> It's uh it's interesting. It's interesting. He probably feels more like a like a uh an unpaid therapist. I mean, he's paid. I, he is he is paid. He is official staff. Uh he supports me in many ways, but he probably feels like, "Man, I <laughs> I'm not paid for all these therapy sessions." Um <clears throat> Do you fly like you drive by which I mean into walls? <laughs> Hey, I'm not that bad of a driver. I'll, I'll probably be okay in uh, in a, in a flight sim game. It's pretty slow, you know. You just get up in the air, and there's nothing really to hit, you know, up there. It's it's it's. I'll probably be a better flyer than a driver, you know, if I'm honest. I've never been good at vehicles in games. I never have. Anytime I played Battlefield with my friends, they'd be like, "Oh, let's jump in this. Let's jump in that." I'm always like, "Do we have to?" I was like, come on, let's just hoof it. You know, let's hoof it. And the funny thing is, one of our favorite memories in Battlefield 4, and I guarantee you that Fonz and 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 uh, James or or GFS, if he's here, he's 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 been in and out periodically. They both could recount this story to you. When we played Battlefield 4, we grabbed we grabbed a boat and we went all the way out. We hooked way out and came in behind the enemy and we took like two, I think two or three, I forget the game mode, but we took like a couple of their positions. Oh, it felt so awesome. It there was something about let's try this. It's just a plan, you know, just a random plan and they we we still and every once in a while we would you know when we would play that we would we would we would recount that story. Just something felt awesome about Let's see if we can do this. I'm good, Atwood. Thanks for asking. That's just called being a homie. Beats any therapy session you can pay for. Well, I mean that that's 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 not true. It, it, therapy is definitely worth it. I, I've I've been I've been seeing someone for three years, and it's helped me significantly. It's helped my marriage. Um, hanging out with your homies can be very very good, especially when they are more cognizant of mental health issues, but. You you you'll never replace you'll never replace a good therapy session, man. It's not possible. It's uh, there's good work that you can do with uh, with therapists. I did find my house or house like my house in Flight Sim. If you do not need to pay uh, for this game, if you're just going to test it, Game Pass is more than you need. I I have Game Pass, so I I'll, I'll, I'll I, what I should what I could probably do. Um, I, I don't know if I can install it on the PC with Game Pass. Is that possible? I've installed some games on my PC lately with that Microsoft Store. Like I pull the app up and then and then I uh, I can just install it. I don't know if it's available like that right now. Um, you get your car checked out by a professional. Why not your friend? That's right. That's right. You look a lot more happy and alive now, and for that we're proud. Well, I appreciate you taking notice of that. Uh, it's been. It's been really, really tough, but coming back from Ohio and I've, I've, I've made some, some personal changes and some personal strides, um, and we've also made some logistical changes. So we, we did two things, and this is just a good principle in general for life. Like if you're struggling with 
a mental health issue, 100% you should do everything you can to see a professional. But don't just make the logistical changes. You need to do the internal work. You need to do you need to do the the real work too. Uh, they they kind of have to come together. And that's when real I think that's when real meaningful change starts to happen. Because if you do one without the other, they, they can sabotage one another. If I do all the logistical changes, but I, internally I'm still just a ball of anger and anxiety, well, the logistical changes are going to feel like nothing. It's like, well, we, okay, so we moved a chair in the room, but the room is still on fire, right? So, and if you do the internal work and you're trying to do the internal work, whether it's with a therapist or on your own, the logistical changes, if you don't make them, well, then you you might just keep beating your head against the wall. It's like I'm you're gonna burn out. You're gonna get tired if you don't make these changes. So making both of those changes has really been significant for me. Like logistically, my day flows so much better. Uh, we have everything set, and I go up to dinner, and I know all I have to do is make some thumbnails. Like that's it, and I actually enjoy doing that. I don't know if I would play on PC. I would look how it runs on your card versus how it runs on the Xbox Series X. Probably run better on the console. Oh, that's probably true. Because they've built... Didn't they build it like... It's optimized for the Xbox Series X, isn't it? So, that's just a little word, you know, to people out there. If you're trying to make changes, you, you, you usually need to make both in order for the change to get some footing. And you have to give it time, too. We got back from Ohio, you know earlier this month and it's taken me now at the end of the month like I'm beginning to feel the effect of the changes that we put in place so you have to give it some time this is one of the reasons you should not be listening to a lot of the mental health enthusiasts out there that that talk about mental health things as part of their platform because most of their advice is very one-sided and that's why it's very reckless and unhelpful, and so that this is this is one of the reasons I, I've, I'm a firm believer in in seeing a professional if you are able. If you are able, um, frustration is the gap between expectations and reality. So change both your expectations and your reality. Right, right. But you do need you do need to like. If, if you can't change your, your, your life situation, right? If you're working ridiculous hours or whatever the case may be, if you can't change those things, then understandably, you've got to figure out how to change your expectations so you're not frustrated every single day. But you're still a human being, right? Like, I was, I was burning myself out. I was super, super burning myself out. So any internal work that I would try to do wasn't, wasn't lasting, you know? Uh, I used to deal with mental health issues. I changed a lot of my expectations and how I approach problems with life. Yeah, and and usually a, a, a therapist can really help with that. Gilly says, It is optimized, but it's especially hard on PC. All the bells and whistles are very intense to render on PC. Even the 3090 struggles sometimes. Yeah, I've got to bring down... I've got to bring down... I've got a light for my monitor it's like an e-reading light from ben q that they sent me that i'm supposed to show off to you and i got an electric toothbrush from a company that is awesome and they want to see a sample of what like a showcase in a stream would look like um actually we could probably do one just just now and then they could see it integrated right here 
if 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 you see the glasses command there running across the bottom, you can use that in chat. It'll take you to blueblocks.com where you can use code LONO to save on blue light blocking glasses. And I wear them throughout the stream. And that command is there throughout the stream to remind you that is one of the sponsors that you can check out if you'd like. Uh, and then you are able uh, to, to, to use that code and support and support me at the same time, as well as all of the other codes that run across the bottom. So I'll send them a clip of that and say, this is what integration looks like. You know, like it, it's running across the bottom. I'm wearing the glasses. Now, obviously I'm not going to be sitting here like holding a toothbrush for the entire stream. Um, uh, sorry, this is off topic. Did you hear about California burning high end pieces? I don't know what you mean by that. I, 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 um, there, there are states, we didn't want to cover this because I am not going to get into politics, but there are states where you can't get certain gaming rigs now because of like their restrictions. They're having like power restrictions or something. And so like, I think like, uh, Washington, California, and a third state you can't get a certain like powerful computer if you live there. I'm like, I'm sorry, what say what now? Like, I'm not trying to put a reactor in my basement. It's a computer. <laughs> like, I could understand if you were like, you know, turning on some crazy thing that's like making the making the 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 the, the walls hum, you know, and then the and you're giving your neighbors brownouts, you know, their their lights are dimming. Um California is preventing high-end gaming PCs because of power restrictions like some others. Yeah, 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 California and Washington, yeah. So, I don't know. Battlefield 2042, uh, I'm interested in it because of the modern setting. I enjoyed Battlefield 1 because of the history of World War 1, never explored in games before that I know of. Other than that, I enjoy modern always. Appreciate that, uh, Libya. You guys can take the poll in chat. Even if you're going to answer no, we want to hear from you. Are you going to be playing Battlefield 2042? The poll is literally in chat. You don't have to go anywhere to take it. If you're new to the stream and you're enjoying the show, do me a favor and click subscribe. That enables you to talk in chat. I try to respond to as many people as I possibly can. If you're a paying member... That's the join button. Subscribing and joining are very, very different. If you're a paying member by clicking the join button, you can submit questions in chat that will hit a form that shows up on the screen here. But I do my best to interact with chat. Regardless of membership, we try to have a really interactive, almost like a video game radio show that you can put on in the background throughout the week. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of climate, yeah. I don't want to talk about that because, you know, California has its own ideas about law and restrictions, and it's just not worth getting into. It just really, really isn't. Um, I'm playing Splitgate right now. It's not delayed. It is delayed. The official console release of that game has been delayed. That is that is official from them. It was supposed to launch, like, yesterday. Official. They have a cross-play beta, and... All of that's been pushed back to, like, August. Um, I will play for sure. I still love the fact that I'm going to be able to get some Bad Company 2 action. That is worth it alone. I said this the other day, and this would this would have been a good, a good opinion piece. It might not have been a good lead, you know, on the thumbnail and title for the day. But 
Battlefield Portal is like its own game. It kind of came to me. We covered Battlefield Portal on Friday, and I think the name of the stream was like Battlefield Portal. Portal looks crazy, but like Battlefield Portal is essentially a, like a side game that they're just baking in to Battlefield 2042. You see what I'm saying? Like the, people, I I was worried about the price. I was like, I don't know, dude. Charging full price for a PvP game right now that that could that could get you into some really really bad situations with player count. But man, that Battlefield Portal announcement—they were like, "This we're throwing in a complete extra game, basically inside." It looks really, really nice. Uh, the depth of portals insane. Yeah, I don't see myself playing Battlefield anytime soon. Huge purchase wall for an online game only. Not justifiable, in my opinion. Well, I, I, I actually think now it is justifiable. If you're a fan of Battlefield, I think the price ticket is totally fine. If you guys haven't hit like this morning, smash that like button, cross us over to 200 likes. That's really, really helpful to me and today's video. Did you get into the Halo flight? Oh, you know I did. (laughs) I was so excited. I saw people getting emails. I was like, oh, man. I was like, we're not going to get in. Yeah, we got in. We got in. And apparently you're able to stream and record. So that starts tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be good. Tomorrow's going to be good. We have a code for another game tomorrow, too. So tomorrow's just going to be jam-packed full of, of content. We're going to go a little... We're gonna, we might go a little overboard, you know? We might get people angry about their noties. Um, I'm not paying for Battlefield. It's not worth it, says Mo. Okay, okay, okay. Um, single player wasted so much dev time on Battlefield. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going... I'm not going to go that far to say that it's wasted, but in this day and age, right? You got an email that said you could stream. I currently have gotten, I haven't gotten any more info. No, somebody said, somebody said that if you get in, you can stream and record. I I don't know who found that. It might've been Barrier. I think Barrier found that. We will, we will look into it. We will look into it. I got an email saying I got in, and I'm going to get, like, another email on how to play. So, uh, yo, it's good. Uh, Mo. Yeah, so that's all, that's all, that's all I got. You can stream. Yeah, I was fairly certain someone found out that, like, yeah, you can stream and record. So, uh, Eugene says, the cost of entry is too high for me to give it a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in the Halo blog last week. Um. They have said nothing about NDA, and they never did with the Master Chief Collection. That's good. I'm glad there is a paywall, says Zeno. Honestly, kind of a hot take, but I really uh, feel ever since the free-to-play wave came in, content games have definitely been dry and bad. Warzone and regular Call of Duty multiplayer, for example. I mean, that is a part of the discussion you have to consider. You know? It does. Because... You, you have to consider the fact that cheating is massive. Massive. Yeah, there it is. Barrier found it. If you are invited, you'll be able to stream the footage. But yeah, yeah, there's no NDA or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what Barrier found yesterday. I thought it was Barrier who found the quote. Um, when a game has a price now, you can call it a paywall. Well, now, 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 understand, understand. I'm using paywall within the realm of cheating, which means... 
to get back in, right? They already bought it, and now to get back in, there's a paywall, right? It's 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 that that is that is I think a potential help to Battlefield's cheat management and keeping people out. You know, it's not a paywall initially. I mean, it it is a barrier of entry, and and we have to say that because games have evolved significantly. Games have evolved significantly. The idea that you can just boot up and play a game for free, that is so crazy 10 years ago. Like, think about that. Just think about, even when I started streaming and doing YouTube six years ago, that was unheard of. The idea like, yeah, the game's just free. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean it's just free? What is that? In a matter of, in a matter of half a decade, in a matter of five years... The complete landscape has shifted, and I'm telling you what, it was going to be a slow shift, and Fortnite came in and just tectonically moved the Earth's crust and was like, nah, free-to-play is going to be pretty standard for a lot of genres now, you know? It's going to be pretty standard. What are you making that face for? Yeah, I slept fine. With all the free-to-play multiplayer games, that's... What? I didn't laugh. You laughed. With all the free-to-play multiplayer games, this might hurt Battlefield just for that reason alone. We're not campaigning for a free-to-play necessarily, but reasonable purchase entry for Battlefield. Well, they definitely swung for the fences. It's pretty It's pretty high price point. It ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. And the pricing was a little confusing, to be quite honest. Work's going to be interesting for me today. One of the wide format printers we have keeps jamming on the 30-inch wide paper for some reason. I already have a few project managers wondering when we'll be back online. Just tell them, you know, just tell them it'll be ready when it's ready and it might need a day one patch, you know. Just give them video game speak and see if that works. I'm going to be playing Battlefield 2042 because I want to shoot someone of this community. (laughs) If you guys haven't taken the poll yet in chat, take that poll and smash that like button. We're only 20 likes away from 200. We love to see those like milestones roll over. We appreciate you being here. I need to start pulling up the Q&A here. I need to give you... I need to give you the battlefield leaks. You guys want them? I, I think I think I think I should give them to you. I think I should give them to you. It might drive some of the questions and some of the discussion. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't read them yet, I, this is this is interesting. You know, creature creature and I were on the phone last night, and he was like, "What what on earth? How are they going to pull this off?" He's like, "You know, Destiny, you got like one map a year, maybe not even. And these guys, their plans for maps and their plans for seasonal." It's, it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. So, basically, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through it. Th- th- this is from, this is from a, a reliable leaker, all right? This is from somebody who's been getting it right, all right? I, I, don't, I don't like, I am actually not a huge fan of running with leaks. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of running with leaks. I'm not a huge fan of, of, uh, of, of running, you know with stuff that's like unconfirmed but at the same time you know we 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 gotta play the game we gotta play the game okay the the video the video game news game you know we 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 gotta play it all right and and you know 
we're all interested in this game. We are. We're all interested in this game. So let me, uh, let me, let me, let's rewind this. Let me get, let me get my timestamp here, and we're gonna, we're gonna jump into this. We're gonna go at forty-two, uh, thirty. That's the one for Battlefield Six. All right. I, I'm excited about this one. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. And this is about the big Battlefield leaks for Battlefield 2042 with respect to the seasonal content. If you like this gaming news format, please click subscribe and the bell button. You get uploads every day of variety gaming news coverage. Or check out my main channel, SNTR Presents, where we stream every single day. So this comes from earlygame.com. They're actually reporting on something that Tom Henderson tweeted out. Now, this is somebody who has gotten some of the leaks right. I don't like running with leaks, but this is a pretty reliable source. And according to this report, the now infamous Battlefield leaker Tom Henderson has published an article going into greater depth on his previous tweets regarding seasonal content in 2042. He published an article about his own tweets. He's gone full Henderson. I thought that was pretty funny. But there's some interesting information here. He claims that it's all only been recently revealed to him, so it should still be correct. If it is, then we're in for a pretty much non-stop content from Battlefield 2042 throughout its life cycle. Now, the reason that I wanted to cover this is one of my main questions about Battlefield is... How are you going to maintain the player base long term? You have a barrier of entry with the price point in a day and age where most games are free that set their sights on being like this, online only, no campaign, multiplayer, basically multiplayer only. What what's what's a game going to look like long term with respect to player base? This is what he had to say. Each new Battlefield season will feature one specialist, two new maps, two portal maps, Hazard Zone update, which is story-driven. The Hazard Zone stuff apparently is story-driven, so you're going to get an update to that. Six to eight new weapons for each mode. Two to three vehicles for each mode. And 100 season tiers. Now, as the article says, the new specialist per season seems pretty obvious, as do the 100 battle tiers. It's like, we, we know that. And, and doing the hazard zone updates, they indicated that the specialist and the hazard zone and the story-driven elements would come together every season. So that wasn't really surprising. But what was surprising was two to three vehicles, six to eight weapons, and three maps, as well as getting portal maps. Like, I don't understand. Like, how are they going to be able to do this that's a lot of content every single season like this is more than likely their way of keeping people engaged the real question isn't about the fans who buy in from the very beginning they'll be excited every time to come back and get new maps and get new weapons and get new things for portal i have argued that battlefield portal is like its own secondary game baked in to battlefield 2042 to really increase the value that's all well and good for fans who dive in immediately but six months down the line if i want to jump in or new people want to come in they are staring down the barrel of a lot of purchases that they have to make. They're also going to have questions about what about all the things I missed? Can I go back and revisit any of the hazard zone stuff? Do I just automatically get all the specialists? Do I just automatically get access to all of the maps? These are questions that Battlefield is going to have to answer long term for a few reasons. Number one, number one consumers want to know. And number two, how are you going to keep that player funnel full? 
it's probably going to stay full initially if the if the commercial success is there and the longtime fans are diving in but getting new players is going to be a significant challenge for them with those price points in place discounts could upset loyalists who bought in at the very very beginning and free to play access landing ever in this game could be a serious PR problem with respect to everybody who already bought the game if you like these short gaming news videos I'll see you in the next one just hit subscribe and the bell button so there you go now Eugene is already saying it screams cut content to to trickle out your uh, to trickle out your maps like that. He says screams cut content, right? I you know it's po- it's possible it's possible that that's a way to look at this. Uh, let me change the let me change the rundown over there. That's not right. Uh, we should have. Um, I knew I forgot to do something this morning. Battlefield leaks, right? Battlefield leaks. And then second is Splitgate delayed. And then bringing up the rear down there at the bottom is Death's Door. Uh, The success that that game has had. There you go. Those are the topics covered today. And we got a question on the screen already. Butters says, cut content. All of the maps that were shown in the trailer are old maps. Um, Ray Shadow Legends must have delivered a truckload of cash at Ninja's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just took care of, like, his great-great-grandchildren with that contract. <laughs> Good for him. I mean, he doesn't need the money, but it's not for him, more than likely. I think once the game is out and people watch streams and vids on Portal and DICE's push on seasonal content, that may fuel purchases. People may feel confident in the game. Oh, I I don't disagree with that notion at all, Salty. I don't. They have a good product. Listen, if you're good at something, never do it for free, okay? And their confidence in this product is... At some level, it's admirable. It's like, you gotta be pretty confident that Battlefield 2042 is is gonna really, really deliver the goods. You gotta be super confident. Because, boy oh boy, this could, bl- this could blow up in your face if one month in, they're struggling to maintain a player base. Now, I don't think they'll struggle to maintain a player base a month in, okay? I think player based struggles start at around the six, somewhere between the sixth month and the ninth month. That is usually when trends start to go down for games like this. It always happened with Call of Duty. Why? People are anticipating that sort of annual rollover. It's been a year. They're sort of losing interest, they're burned out. There are problems that have gone unaddressed. There are cheaters, whatever. These are all things that typically happen somewhere in that six to the ninth month, six to nine. Haha. <laughs> that is some that is usually when folks start to kind of fall off. Because they're anticipating, well, it's been a year, there's new games out, right? There's new things to do, there's new releases. 
I mean, it's woven into the DNA of the player. Now, like, Call of Duty, it was always like, well, we're getting close to the next game. Why the frick would I care about this game? I don't care about these going these badges and challenges and going prestige. I don't care about that anymore. Why would I care about that? Yeah, the new game's around the corner. Well, Battlefield could face a very, very similar problem where... As they approach their their that twelve month sort of are, are people playing? Have people walked away? You're gonna be you're gonna be dealing with that. You're gonna be dealing with people that start to fall off. And then what do you do? How do you get people to come in? Now I could see them one year in offering the game at a significant discount. I could see that. I could see them saying, "Listen, we we want to ensure." that this game continues to go and is support and has players so we're offering the game and all battle pass content baked in at this price you know so the you know 2022 rolls around the end of 2022 rolls around and they're going to be selling everything baked together for like 30 or 40 bucks and then and then you would hope that people would say well that's fine it's been long it's been long enough you know what i mean it seems like they're positioning this game as a base for three, four, and five years. Oh, I, I, I think that Battlefield 2042 and Halo have very, very similar plans with respect to longevity. I, I do. I think that they're setting their sights on the idea of like, listen, we're, we're, we are setting the stage and we're going to build on this stage for the next X number of years, you know? Did they mention how long a season is? I don't think so. It, I, I, you're, 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 the guess of like three to four months is probably a pretty good guess. I don't think a season's going to be... I think six months is too long. Two months is too short. Somewhere in between there. Three and four months is usually the length of a season. You, know, you, do, you do it at four months, you do three of them a year, and then that's it, you know. They have... They have a... Uh, you know, I don't even know how many specialists. If you're going to get a specialist every season, when when do they stop? You know what I mean? Let's not forget that Dice and EA pulled the plug on Battlefield 5 after that game's disaster to really put everything they got into Battlefield 2042. This is their all-or-nothing push to revamp the Battlefield franchise. Right. And as I said, I kind of respect it. I respect them walking out and be like, no, we're not going to make our freaking game free. What are you talking about? No, it costs money. And here's everything you're getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of respect that. I, that's, 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 that's big, that's big energy. <laughs> to just walk in the room and be like, no, we're not going to make our freaking game free. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. This is prime product. This is prime rib. We're not giving this away. This isn't fast food gaming. This is a this is a, an entire suite of game customization, and this is an entire you know uh, layout of games and combat and maps and ideas. No, we're not making this free. Were you kidding me? I don't know. I I kind of respect it. Might not be good long term. Could hurt the game. You know, if Splitgate can't get their server issues worked out by tomorrow. And the infinite beta runs smoothly. Will it kill Splitgate's momentum uh, that they have seen? Listen, I'm here to tell you, Splitgate is is in trouble. They are. They just received ten million dollars, 
and they're looking at August now, okay? I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, August is, is a great time to launch because that's before Battlefield, and we're all assuming Halo's landing like mid-November. So that gives them time to get some momentum. But I'm telling you what, dude, a free-to-play Halo is is trouble for any arena shooter. It is. There, It's going to be like a giant vacuum just going to pull everybody in, and what happens after is a mystery to everyone right now. Nobody knows how well Halo Infinite's PvP is going to go over. You know, Aliens Fireteam will also be an issue for Splitgate if it's decent. Well, now that I don't agree with. I don't I don't think they're in the same ballpark. Aliens Fireteam and Rainbow Six Extraction are in the same ballpark. And Aliens Fireteam probably, like, wiped the sweat from their brow when Rainbow Six Extraction was like, yeah, we're going to launch next year. They were probably like, woof, like, that is good for us. Holy moly. We had one month to garner support growth and, and, and engagement. And Rainbow Six was going to come in and knock the knock the table over. I agree, but Halo has to be good, which hasn't happened in a while. That's why I'm saying it's a giant mystery. I think you can confidently say that when Halo Infinite launches, both games like Splitgate and Destiny will see a mass exodus for at least a week. What happens afterward? Nobody knows. In- Halo Infinite could be a disaster. And no, this is crap. It could be a hit. You could see the headlines. Halo is back. And it's better than ever. Like, it doesn't really matter what happens after. It's just a matter of these companies should know Halo is coming. And it will influence your player pool for at least a week. What happens afterward, I mean, you you just don't know. You have no way to know until... Because... Until, As an example, New World is surprising all of the naysayers. Now, I know Asmongold came out with a lot of his criticism, and I agree with virtually, like, everything he said. I've been trying to tell people that New World could suffer under the weight of traditional MMO players. They might flourish with the engagement from people that are treating it more like PvP, more fun. I saw Cypher put up a really funny video of him playing like a 3v1. I'm like, if you can bring that element, then you got a hit on your hands. People will play the frick out of that. Holy moly. The PvP aspect of New World is actually... I'm telling you, that's their ringer. When someone goes to play a sports game, and they got the guy in the back that everyone's like, who's that guy? I'm telling you, the PvP in New World, that's their ringer. They're like, yeah, the combat might be clunky. Traditional MMO fans are going to take issue with depth and longevity and meta builds. But the PvP? (laughs) That's our ringer. I think that's New World's hook. Now, so New World surprised everybody. Kale is asking for my first impressions of Tribes of Midgard. Tribes of Midgard, I thought, oh man, this game... This game seems like it's going to be special. Really, really easy entrance point. $20. Cool concept. Cool art style. I, I don't think I don't think it's it. Now, now, Tribes of Midgard may be a slow burn. It may, it may start to rise in popularity the more people play together. But playing by yourself is awful in Tribes of Midgard. And the combat is bad. And it needs to not be bad. 
because it's a centerpiece of the game. Like, when I am playing Forger with my son, I'm like, tink, 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 and something falls down, and tink, 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 and I get some rocks. That just, it does something to you. And in that game, when I'm chopping down trees, and I'm getting rocks, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, it all feels so good. And then I go to get in combat, and I feel like I'm playing a freaking mobile game. I'm like, what is this? No animation cancel? You don't even have full duplex control input. I can't cue my presses. Like, I see an arrow coming, and I hit dodge, and I can't cue up a dodge. I just stand there and take it. I, I don't know. I expect the combat to be on par with Curse of the Dead Gods. All they have to do is introduce animation cancel and their and their combat goes from like a 3 and a 4 out of 10 to like an 8 out of 10. That's all they have to do. Add animation cancel. Like, that's it. If you do animation cancel, your your combat goes from like a 4 out of 10 to like an 8 out of 10. Because right now, oh, it's bad. It's just rough. So, circling back to Halo and Battlefield 2042. Right now, there's no way to know if these games are going to be a hit or not. Who knew that an Amazon MMO would be making waves and having record-breaking concurrent player numbers? Nobody saw that coming. Crucible was a disaster. They shut that down, and they started pushing everybody over onto this project. Everybody's thinking, an MMO from Amazon? Really? And then it breaks 200,000 concurrent players. You got big streamers enjoying it and playing it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the streamers are going to dictate a lot here. They have the cards, and they freaking know it. They know it. Because if they keep playing and they keep doing PvP, that keeps people coming back, and that keeps people interested. You cannot deny the the fever pitch insane like two magnets creating a whirlwind of excitement with the Fortnite directory you can't deny the impact there the streamers the hype it you know it, that 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 was that's the reason ninja's a household name that's the reason he doesn't care about his viewership he didn't care <laughs> he's he's getting checks the size of he's getting checks the size of a person's entire lifetime earnings and he's just like yeah I'll put my face in that like that happened because of this perfect orbital thing this meteoric rise of Fortnite. Streamers have a significant amount of power over the success of that game. Because if they're streaming it and they're having fun and they're doing PvP, I'm, I'm here to tell you, that audience that audience will continue to play that game. They'll come back, they'll buy, they'll want to get cool stuff. If they can get the streamers to showcase cosmetics and and buy cosmetics, telling you what, they have a massive amount of power right now over the fate of New World. Steam reviews are saying tribes would have been better marketed as a tower defense rogue as opposed to action RPG survival. With that description, I could actually see the game being good. Even as a tower defense rogue, it doesn't it, it, it plays awful as a solo player and my gosh, the combat's just bad. I just I don't know. I don't want people coming into my my tower defense game and me and me not being able to actually have decent combat. Oh, there we go. Would you try Black Desert Online, another MMO? 
No, because it looks bad. That's not me being like elitist or dismissive. I don't play games like that. Like I said, so before New World came out, someone said, what does New World have to nail to, to garner the, the a broader audience? And I said, there's two areas, two specific areas. And I think Eugene got mad at me because I said it before he could type it. There are two categories where MMOs always fail. Graphics and combat. They look bad and they don't feel that great. Right? But they're but but MMOs were super popular because of the hours you could put in and the investment and the and and all of that, right? Nobody was playing EverQuest in World of Warcraft because of the graphics or the combat. I'm here to tell you. Nobody. They weren't like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing to stand with a poorly textured poorly rendered character and like swing awkwardly and cast 18 different spells right nobody was was playing those games for the graphics of the combat and i think new world nailed the graphics like it actually looks really good for an mmo now it's not ghost of tsushima with like sun cascading through beautiful trees and the wind blowing right it's not giving me like a a euphoric feeling but they nailed it. They did. Like, it looks good. Now, the combat in New World, I just don't think it's there yet. I don't. I think it's clunky. I think they're... I understand why they don't let you animation cancel, but the absence of an animation cancel makes the combat, I think, very rote, very rehearsed. It really lacks volition. I, I don't get to choose what I do. This guy's going to swing every so many seconds. I can't do anything about it. I can't stun him. I can't parry him. I can either block or roll out of the way. So it's hit, roll, hit, roll, hit. And I'm telling you, it's really unsatisfying. That's going to be, I think, one of the biggest barriers. That's why I said PvP is the ringer. New World's ace up the sleeve is PvP because that hooks people. That hooks people. Lona may not know. I know Black Desert Online. It's one of the best looking MMOs in the market. I don't think so. I think it looked clunky. I think the UI. I don't know. I thought it looked bad. <clears throat> I thought Black Desert Online looked like a tr- like a pretty a pretty classic MMO like appearance with the UI. And there's 18 different lines of text on the screen. The graphics aren't awful, but... MMOs attempt to do everything. As far as graphics and combat, they have come a very long way. But they are doing so much more than single-player action RPG, so combat will be inferior. Combat in WoW and Final Fantasy both are really good, and for me, has always been more important than graphics. I feel like people don't care about graphics as much as gameplay. Well, it depends. If you nail a content loop, I don't care if your game looks like a pixel, like it just moving across the screen. It doesn't matter to me if the content loop's awesome. <clears throat> I played Black Desert Online up to level 30 or 40, eventually gave it up, gave me a headache. Do you mean just because of the way it's designed or what? That's why I don't want to play Final Fantasy 14. Sure, it might have great combat, but it looks like butt, graphically speaking. It, yeah. 
If you're not playing WoW for the graphics or the combat, then why is it so popular? EverQuest and WoW became popular because of the amount of time that you could pour into the game. EverQuest and World of Warcraft were the birth of hobbyist gaming. That's what I think. I think that was the birth of hobbyist gaming. Not playing with your buds on a Friday night, not having a LAN party, not playing so you could showboat and be like, yeah, I got you in PvP. No, it was gaming as hobby. Every night you were playing World of Warcraft or EverQuest, it became an obsession. That laid the groundwork for how people game today. Like, don't kid yourself. Your 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 Mario Karts and your and your Call of Duties and your Unreal tournaments and your Dooms and your Quakes, all of those were great. But those were essentially like party gaming. Like they weren't hobbyists. Now, there were people that played those as hobby. I played Quake 3 Rocket Arena like a hobby. Every night practicing with my clan. We were in scrimmages. We were in tournaments. But not very many people did that. The explosion of World of Warcraft and EverQuest, a whole generation of people start gaming as hobby. They play every single night, every single day. That's why people play. They're not playing because the graphics and the combat are blowing your hair back. Now, fans of the games will be like, I don't think the graphics and the combat are that bad. Well, your bias lets you overlook it, doesn't it? If you've got a game that you really, really like, I'll give you an example. I love Hellblade. I believe Hellblade is one of the greatest video games ever created. I believe it is a work of art, and it's virtually flawless, beginning to end. The music, the sound design, level design, combat, puzzle solving, all of it. I overlook some of the puzzles are kind of bad. Some of the some of the levels are kind of annoying. That combat's very simple. I overlook it. <laughs> I overlook it. Why? Because I really love that game. I learned to love the combat. I learned to love the puzzles. There's still some sections of that game that I hate. I just don't like them. I don't like when the fire's chasing you. I don't think that's a particularly good, um, you know, area. By the time I get to Hellblade, it's not going to live up to the Lono hype. If you play Hellblade with headphones on and you don't conclude that you played something unique and special in video game history, I'll be shocked. If you play Hellblade with headphones on and you don't come out on the other end of that game and say, what a treasure. That game, that there is, this is a mo- this is a moment in gaming history. There is something special here. If you don't say that, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. <clears throat> Take what you just said. It's how I feel about Cyberpunk. Oh, I know. Oh, we we are well aware that people liking Cyberpunk enables them to to look past glaring flaws. I mean, you talk about, I, I put my red sunglasses on and I can't see the color red, right? Or I'm not, I'm sorry. I can see the color red blazing bright when I wear the red sunglasses, but the color green and the color blue, super muted. I almost can't even see it, right? It's like, it's like I'm suddenly colorblind to blue and green. Why? Well, because it blocks blue and green light. 
people that really like cyberpunk are wearing glasses like that. They just did a look right past or they really minimize the problems. Like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. You're wearing you're wearing some glasses. <laughs> And I do the same thing with Hellblade. I look past some of the flaws and some of the shortcomings of the game, and I'm like, nah, it's a work of art. It's a 10 out of 10 game. It's perfect. Don't you ever talk... Don't you ever talk bad about Hellblade? Right. Play Hellblade with good headphones on. Yeah, don't be using, like, you know, gas station, you know, earbuds that you bought one trip because you forgot yours. Like, you need to wear real good headphones. You know? If you guys are new and you're enjoying your time here this morning, I'm going to start answering people's questions. That is reserved for paying members, but you can talk in my chat as long as you are a subscriber. Smash that subscribe button, introduce yourself in chat, we'll say hello and good morning to you. If you want to become a paying member, that's why people have badges next to their name, and then they can submit questions like the one on the screen next to me. Ugh. You can enjoy cyberpunk if you really wanted to, but you have to ignore so much stuff. Right. Did you see the Halo blog post? Seems we are only getting bot play this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We knew that beforehand. You weren't here when I covered it. Didn't we do a short on that? I do so much content now, I don't even freaking know what I cover and don't cover. I think we did a short on that, and I, I said, yeah, yesterday... Yeah, yesterday I covered the the weapons that'll be featured and it's going to be bot play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably just testing systems. They don't they they're, they're going to they're going to ease us into it, you know what I mean? Um I want the headset you have Lona, but I ain't got 300. The Astro, are the Astro A50s that expensive? Yeah. I got to reach out to them. I still have I still have a hyperlink, but it doesn't give discounts. I'm I'm trying to get a hold of them. I was reading about those bots. They sound really impressive. Uh, Cyberpunk is like a really good looking PlayStation 2 game. (laughs) Uh, What do you mean bot play? We're only going to be playing against bots. Yeah. I played with decent headphones and I played with my stereo and the stereo was better for me. You'd have to have your stereo set up in a real particular way. They literally recorded spatial sound designed for headphones. I mean, they the actual documentary on it walks through that. So you've really got to have your stereo system set up to try to emulate that because most people aren't going to have their system set up to, to, to work. Just get some Bose headphones. I have some right here. But I, I don't I don't use them. I have like the real primo, uh, and the, I mean they literally have dust on them. I'm like, I'm like, not kidding you. I'm actually wiping dust off these beauties. Yeah, I have like the really expensive noise cancellation headphones. They're awesome. I love using these on flights. Oh my gosh, I was in my own world. Oh, it was amazing. I have some Sennheiser 250s. The problem I have with these Bose headphones is it puts me in like that that cone of silence feeling and I don't like talking when I feel that way. You know when you have like headphones on and it feels like this and you're like fur, 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 fur. I, I feel like I can hear I'm rattling my skull with my voice. I don't like that. I don't like that. I love these headphones. I absolutely love them. 
but I'm not, I'm, and they're so, oh my gosh, they're so comfortable. I'm not wearing these. They would also look better on stream. I, I don't like how big and clunky the A50s look like I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to like direct an airplane. I'm getting ready to direct an airplane to land. I don't even have these turned on. I don't even have these turned on, and I have that like, that sound in my own head. I don't like it. I don't like it. Now, I could turn on mic monitoring so I could hear myself back through the headphones and see if I like that. But then I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hear. Um, I wouldn't hear the the house. I wouldn't hear. You know, um, if somebody's mowing the lawn, I like to say, "Hey, you guys might hear." You know, the lawn mowing or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I really, really like those headphones. They're super comfortable. Super, super comfortable. If I could. If I could wear them and not feel like I'm in a cone of silence, then I would wear them because they're more comfortable and I think they look more stylish on stream. Like, like I said, these look like I'm like an air traffic controller. Like, I, I, I actually only wear these because they don't really block sound and they're and they're and they're comfortable. Truth be told, I don't really need to wear these unless I'm gaming. There was a while there where I wasn't wearing the headphones because it, I don't need to hear the music, you know. Do they have transparency mode? I don't think so. They're not even on Zubair. They're off, and they block so much sound. It's like a suction cup. It's like zoop, and as soon as it happens, it's like, and I just hear my own voice like rattling my brain. It's just too much. They're not even powered right now. I I put those on my head, and they're off, and they just, you you turn them on, yeah, and it it makes it, (laughs) it makes a huge difference. Um, your head looks too thin without headphones. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Um, let's see. Keys. The virtuous cycle revealed as Mortal Shell's new roguelike mode. Mortal Shell is launching a roguelike mode. Wait, what is Mortal Shell like? It looks cool. Um, when are they launching that? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the award-winning Mortal Shell is poised for its biggest update ever on August 18th. The Virtuous Cycle, a game-altering roguelike expansion, launches worldwide across PC, PlayStation, and Xbox consoles. The premium DLC for $7.99 releases simultaneously across all platforms, PS5 and 4, both Xboxes, PC, Epic Game Store, and, uh, it's like Souls. Oh, didn't you play Mortal Shell? No, I've never played it. August 18th will also mark the much-anticipated arrival of Mortal Shell's base game on Steam, having amassed more than 300,000 wishlists so far. The Virtuous Cycle reinvents your journey through Falgrim and beyond as adversaries cycle and shuffle upon each death, demanding demanding and brutal as ever. Excuse me. Now you can never be sure what lies ahead. Scattered across the land are pillars that will bestow new talents for you to inherit, with more than 100 new abilities to discover and combine together, from exotic weapon enhancements to entirely new combat maneuvers. Players are free to create and develop their very own combat style. It also grants you command over Hadern, uh, once your elusive teacher, now yours to master as Mortal Shell's fifth possessable shell. Playable within both Mortal Shell's main campaign and the Virtuous Cycle, Hattern's unique skill tree unlocks a new domain of innate talents from dagger mastery to an intimidating ability to absorb punishment. 
So looks like we may be checking out Mortal Shell in August because people, if it, when it lands on Steam and it has, th- what did I say, three hundred thousand people have wish listed it on Steam. Um, that is uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be significant. Glitch Punk is on its way for August eleventh. Here's another game I keep seeing popping up. Glitch Punk. Um, it's a brutal top-down action with a massive arsenal of weapons uh, and a hacking system. Yeah, that game looks kind of weird. Um, yeah, we're gonna look. Uh, we're gonna look. Um, I've even moved the lights. You're not even seeing my lights, Dauntless. You're seeing my monitors. My lights. See, when I go like this, my light's actually out more broad now. So you're not seeing the lights. This is better than when I first started wearing them. I'm going to see if one of the local places, uh, glasses places, will put the anti-glare treatment on them. You can get that done to your glasses. So, I don't think it has a parry feature. That's fine. I don't parry in Dark Souls 3, and I've, I've learned to enjoy it play it now i mean we have a whole schedule of games we're going to be playing playing a game when it's suddenly in demand and of interest is the best strategy like on august 18th when mortal shell lands in steam and gets this dlc well everybody's going to be searching for it playing it now there's no reason to do that like no one no one's given a rip (laughs) about mortal shell i mean they might if there's a trailer sometimes that can cause interest and intrigue but we have a lot of uh we have a lot of games lined up for play those are the Bose Quiet Comfort 35s. I have the newer ones, the Bose NC700s. I can say that the noise canceling problem is fixed on these. What do you mean? What, you just can wear them and they let sound through until you turn on noise canceling? Um, I don't know. I I I'm not. I don't know. About, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy another pair of headphones just on that on that alone. Bose NC700s fix that issue with noise canceling. You can turn the noise canceling off completely if you want to. These aren't even noise canceling, Murph. I just put these on my head, and because of the way the plastic and the ear cups are designed, it immediately puts me in a cone of silence. They're they're not even powered right now. They're just off. I just put them on my head, and I immediately feel like I'm like talking in a cone. I, I don't like it. I need noise to pat like that plastic and that cone. I I don't know. I have to look at the design of these ones you're talking about because how how does it let sound through? By default, you would think the ear cups and the plastic are designed to not let sound through to assist the noise cancellation when you turn it on, right? Those headphones have noise isolation. That's what Lono is feeling. Yeah, they have inherent very good noise isolation. That assists the noise cancelization. So I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would work. You need a transparency mode, right? Yeah, and I don't think this ha- I don't think this has transparency mode where it lets sound through. Does it? I don't think it does. I've got a volume up and down button, a center button, a button over here on this side, and then I can turn them off and on. So. I, we we need to find a company that we we could work with. I, I could I, I think Bose is on the one site that I can use. I could reach out and see if you know if we could work with them. I would love to work with them instead of uh, instead of Astro. Um, 
mic monitoring you can hear yourself i've thought about turning on mic monitoring just to get used to it most people stream with mic monitoring i'm one of the few people that don't i don't like it well i might not be one of the few people there's two camps of people i'm in the camp that doesn't like it so um we need to we need to get start going through people's questions here so paying members can submit questions if you guys haven't smashed like yet consider hitting like we only need 40 more likes and we'll be at the next milestone we'll roll over to 300 appreciate everybody being here this morning uh a strong strong start once again dude man i don't know we're we're, we're gonna have to wait and see if youtube gives us love in august you guys have been amazing man youtube is just being rude to us does mic monitoring cause a voice delay? No. No. You turn on like a hear yourself, and then it just it just loops the sound through your... You just hear it. You know what I'm saying? You just hear yourself as you're speaking. It doesn't cause any kind of a delay. Now, I, I do a slight delay in OBS for you guys because the camera going through a um, Elgato cam thing causes just enough like 150 milliseconds of delay so i have to delay the mic by 150 so that i that it lines up when i'm talking so aftershocks my my uh my father-in-law showed me those he had a pair of those eugene they're weird they are so weird it sends the sound through like your bone like through like bone conduction it is bizarre they're 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 like resting like in front of your ear and it sounds like crystal clear it's on it's unbelievable it's cra- it's crazy and i couldn't believe how well it sounded I mean, and i and it, and it really washed out like i couldn't hear the people standing in front of me talking i was like this is the weirdest thing ever it was bizarre so if you guys haven't taken our poll yet, take our poll. Really good turnout on the poll. Already almost 500 votes. Will you be playing Battlefield 2042? Why or why not? That's the lead topic today. We're also talking about Splitgate getting delayed and Death's Door having massive success. Our first question comes from Google Beats. Says, what kind of Battlefield Portal community nights could we have? Every week or other week, we try new modes people come up with within the community. We have a couple of ideas, so I'm going to give you our first idea. Our first idea is that you guys design modes to play and challenge myself and Hilly. So 20 versus 2 is probably where you're going to want to set your sights because you're going to try to get 20 people to play with you against us. So the one example I've thrown out is you set the map to be at nighttime and you give us like future weapons and 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 night vision and sneaky equipment and then you guys are all in helicopters and you can't leave the helicopters you're using like spotlights or whatever to try to find us as we sneak through the map right and we're trying to take you guys out so you could come up with one like that where we get like three lives and you guys each get like one life um so that's just one example we're also thinking about like if you're at a high enough tier of support you would get preferential treatment we would pick your mode and say all right you're the spokesperson for the mode hop on the mic explain it to us and then we're going to dive in and we're going to play so we're thinking through like friday nights with hilly i don't want to disrupt that i think that's a really really good show and i think it's something special that we do 
but that doesn't mean that we can't weave those two things together. I don't really want to go back to the time where I got like 10 people on the mic playing Among Us. I don't think that, that works. That's not, I don't, I, I think there were some really, really good standout games, but then most of the time it just devolves into a lot of raised voices and a lot of, a lot of crosstalk. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it translates into good content. Okay, but that doesn't mean we can't do some really dope stuff with Battlefield. The second thing that we're really trying to do is we're really trying to drive people to the Discord and say, hey, Saturday night's community night. If you guys are trying to play games together, if you're trying to play Halo, right now they're trying to do Master Chief Collection together, they do that on Saturday nights. So it's a great way to end the week. You, end, you, you come spend Friday night with me and Hilly laughing at us playing something stupid. I think this week we're going to play Dead Space 3 since it's on Game Pass. You, we're also looking at playing Ashen, which is like a like a, um, a very minimalist graphic style sort of Souls game. You can play co-op. Uh, we, we think that might be fun for a little while. Same thing with Dead Space. Um, and then so you can come spend Friday night and just laugh, have a good time. We do that over on gaming. And then Saturday night, it's your time to, you know, come together as a community and play. Um, is Friday night with Hilly. It's Saturday morning with Lono for him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's late for him. It's, it's like, you know, it gets, it's, it's pretty up there. Um, a lot of people don't have mic quality for podcasting games. Right, right. Are you familiar with uh, Fails of the Week? No, uh-uh. No. So that's our goal. We've got Battlefield 2042 on the horizon. We've got Halo Infinite on the horizon. And one of the best ways for you guys to foster playing together is showing up on Saturday nights for community night for game, for in, in the Discord. Now, if you're wanting to play something else on a Saturday night, we'll just go in there and say... We're going to start to really change the layout of the Discord. So if you're a fan of Elder Scrolls Online or Battlefield or No Man's Sky or Halo or whatever, we're going to try and set that up to be more organized so that it's not all in one place. Right now, it's kind of all like lumped into one spot because not it's not getting a lot of use anyway. But long term, we're going to try and make the Discord a little bit more elastic. So if you're a fan of Battlefield and you're looking for people to play with, community nights and all, all the rest... We want to be set up to give you a place to do that, right? We, we want to give you a place where you, you'll have voice chat in the Discord, you'll have LFG, you'll be able to come together and play. And then as, as well, those sort of central game nights on Saturday or, you know, Friday nights with Hilly. So, yeah, it's like 1 a.m. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, Friday nights is too good uh, to mess with right now. Um, it's just too good uh, to mess with. You're just going to let him play you like that? Um, are you familiar? what do you mean? Fails of the Week? Fails of the Week was a Rooster Teeth series where the community made maps and the hosts would try and complete them. Race courses, horse matches, so on and so forth. Really creative. Right. That's how I'm envisioning Friday nights going with Battlefield Portal, right? Battlefield Portal, you guys can set these things up for us to do. And and, and, and it can be really, really fun. Uh, Ratchet with the next question. When you play games, do you prefer solo or multiplayer? I actually prefer solo unless I'm going to be playing something cooperatively like with Hilly or with like my wife or something. I just prefer solo. That's one of the reasons Tribes of Midgard kind of disappointed me because... 
it's very clear they did not set that game up uh they did not set that game up at all for solo play like it's 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 bad solo like everybody's saying the same thing like don't play it solo don't play it solo and that was kind of frustrating because it would have been pretty fun to get pretty far you know to get to day seven or eight and get my base built up and upgrade and have dope weapons and you know get in a rhythm with defending and it just doesn't seem possible by yourself you just can't amass you can't travel far enough and fast enough to amass enough resources and souls to uh you know to 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 get to get where you you want to go it just it doesn't it just doesn't work um it's too uh it's too it's essentially built and paced for people um it's essentially built and paced for people to pool their resources and work together and it doesn't scale properly when you're by yourself um so the game you're gonna play is called Ashen. Just a joke. No, ma- oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about his question about fails of the week. I was like, I don't understand. Um, so yeah, generally I like to play games uh, by myself. Real King Salty says, "How much do you think being able to change your attachments on the fly will change the dynamic of a battlefield game, given its size and scope of combat, especially since a system like this is new to the series?" Well, first and foremost, there's only so much that attachments can do, right? And so I think what this can this can help with, I would hope, is feeling like you have to choose between range and agility. A lot of the times, I think in games like this, the the the, the meta settles because well, this is the gun that's like the one size fits all gun. My hope would be that being able to change your attachments on the fly frees you up from feeling that way maybe you can just no yeah i don't have to run that gun yeah i know it's kind of one size fits all but this gun's great you just got to bring these two attachments along right and um i i think in general pvp games are always going to descend into what's the best gun whenever a call of duty would launch like the most popular search term on youtube for like a week was call of duty Modern Warfare 3 best gun. That was like a that was always the search. Why? Cuz people want to know what's the best gun. I'm losing gunfights. I can't see I can't tell which is the best. So what's the best gun? No matter what, you're going to you're going to run into that. You're going to run into a PVP game descending into and narrowing down to a fine point of this is the best gun it's got the fastest ttk it has it has good agility it has good range it's got good uh stability it's accuracy all of it and that's and that's usually gonna come from you know a couple of weeks of people playing and testing everything out and a lot of the times with attachments you'll find stuff that's broken you're like dude if you run this smg with this attachment and this attachment it like doubles the range and it removes all of the muzzle flare and it it gives you like a laser amount of stability right the scar yeah i mean there were guns like that 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 just the right combination and in 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 the right scenarios were like why would you use anything else everybody ends up running around with with that gun i don't necessarily think you can combat that i don't 
I don't necessarily think you can combat that. I do not think you can go in and say, we're going to manipulate player behavior or decision making or the meta and keep people from doing this. What genuinely, what generally happens is a gun rises in prominence and it's only nerfed if it's truly overpowered or anomalous or outside the bell curve of other weapons. If it's at the top of the curve, there's nothing you can do about that. There's, there's, there's always going to be the clunky AR and the shotgun everybody laughs at, and then there's that SMG, and then there's that, that AR with the right attachments that are just the go-to weapons. There's nothing you can do about that. You're always going to have guns that land in a weird place. They either don't shoot fast enough, they're too sluggish or slow, they're ADS speed, whatever. They've got things about them that just make them unappealing. Because if you... Here's something that people forget. There's a reason that Titanfall 1 ran so well and was so beloved because there was like five weapons. They just settled the matter. They're like, these, these are the weapons. That's it. That's it. They all have different purposes. They all have different reasons that you might use them, right? They all, they all had their value. They all had their worth. But at the same time, I was like, no, this is it. It was a rock-solid, stable, very balanced game. And people forget that. You go and play a game like Battlefield, and it's like, oh, man, there's 38 weapons. This is amazing. And people are using, like, four of them. (laughs) Like, because the minute you get into that, the minute you start messing with, well, this one's range and fire rate and reload is here, and then this one's range and fire rate and reload is here, and here, 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 here. Eventually, the Goldilocks weapon emerges. It's just, you know, like in the in the Goldilocks and the Three Bears, it's just the right temperature, it's just the right softness of, of bed, right? The, the, we always said this when we were in uh, No Man's Sky. We were, we were looking for a Goldilocks planet. A planet that was like just the right everything. If that, that, I, don't, I don't necessarily think you can avoid it. It's, I, don't, I think it's a mathematical dis... Uh, what, what's the word here? Um, I can't think of the word. Uh, it's like how things, you know, mathematically, the idea of entropy, right? They, they, they get further and further apart and get more and more chaotic. I feel like this is a mathematical given. There's two lines and eventually they intersect no matter what because so much math goes into the design of the weapons. Eventually these two lines intersect and we're like, boom, here it is. This is the best weapon. This is the most versatile, effective, you know, whatever whatever it is that you're trying to measure. You could be playing a top-down RPG and this is going to happen. People crunch the numbers. They add in the skills. They wear the different sets of armor. They use the different weapons, and they find the absolute highest, you know, DPS build or whatever. It it is. It's two lines that eventually end up intersecting. I it I, I it just seems it seems unavoidable to a certain extent. So it, changing attachments on the fly I, it, it, to me. The only potential problem this is going to have is you'll have more Goldilocks weapons, or maybe you'll you'll have only one. I don't I don't know. I think the way wouldn't the baby bear gun 
planet. Goldilocks is just thieving punk. Right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just a point of reference. The, um, the only thing they could do with this, Salty, let's say you had an SMG that using close-range attachments, it's amazing. And when you switch to the long-range attachments, they actually... They, they, they create enough trade pain that that weapon is no longer a Goldilocks. But then there's this other SMG where its short-range attachments are okay, but its long-range attachments are nuts. You see? Like, during a match between deaths or literally in the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight, you could, like, go behind a wall and change attachments. Yeah. They show it in the one trailer. The guy's in an elevator, and he, like, pulls up a UI, and he's, like, picking between attachments. So, like, on the fly, you can be like, click, 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 boom, and then your sight's different. Click, 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 boom, and then your your barrel attachment's different. You can literally do it while you're playing. Now, in the middle of a fight, I mean, you're going to have to get in cover in between in between shootouts, right? You're in a building. You got all your close-range stuff on. You're going outside, and you know you're going to get in some long-range engagements. Somewhere in there, you're going to be... You'll, 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 change your, you'll change your attachments. So, when people say on the fly, I mean, you're not going to be like, pip, 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 got that guy. Clickety-clack, pip, 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 got that guy. I don't think you're going to be doing that, because it's going to take time. There's an animation... There's an animation that 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 takes place when you're uh, when you're doing it. Seems like a bad call. More than likely, this came out of their own testing, and I, it, it, it's not hard to theorize what they discovered. We they're not creating maps that are just automatically bigger. They said they were going to create maps that were roughly the same size, but they were going to use clustering. So what it does is, is it takes people and puts them in fights and clusters. And the difference between this area and this area on the map was probably frustrating people. They're like, well, I have a, I have a gun all kitted out for close range, but the minute I go over there and engage in a fight, I'm dead in the water. I can't. The gunfights are too long range. So when what happens? You end up with paralysis. You end up with map paralysis. People are like, I'm not going over there. I'm just going to stay here. And then the people over there are doing the same thing. They're like, well, I'm kitted for ranged fights. I'm going to stay here and I'm not going to go over there because I'm going to get smoked by all the close range people giving you the ability to say, well, when I'm done here, I can move my attachments a little bit and go over there and know that I can hold my own in a firefight. Now, Eugene saying, like, seems like a bad call. It makes choices meaningless. It actually makes choices more meaningful because so many different things are happening on the map building fights open space fights um vehicle fights storms yeah there's so many things going on this isn't 6v6 arena you know shooter where you can and and they, they did this in call of duty there was that gun i believe it was called the ripper and you could have it to where it was an smg and then when you aim down sights it, it got better range and a slower fire rate, and it was basically an AR. It was stupid. It was like, this is two guns. I'm getting to carry two primaries, and I'm not having to waste a skill slot to do it. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was so strong. And the thing about the Ripper, the Ripper was a part of DLC. So it was like the beginning of pay to win. I believe that was Modern Warfare 3 or one of the Black Ops. That gun was busted. It had like a green sight. It was a beautiful gun. It was beautiful. But 
it was stupid because it, it was basically two guns in one. I see it more like you may be on top of a building with long range, then your team goes down with another team rushing the building, and you swap on the fly to counteract the rush. That's exactly right. I think it makes your decision-making more meaningful because now you're you're attempting to become a, a well-rounded uh, soldier, you know? So... If you guys have been enjoying the show this morning, do me a favor. Click subscribe if you like what I'm doing. We want to earn your sub. I'm a safe-for-work broadcaster. A lot of people treat me like gaming radio. If you want to talk in chat, hit subscribe. Subscribing is totally free, and it ensures that you see my stuff throughout the week. I do a talk show in the morning and gameplay in the afternoon. We got great games and great topics lined up for you. These questions on the screen, that's something a paying member can do. Um... Ratchet, you submitted two sort of off-topic ask-me-anything questions this morning. You need to save those for later. We don't do those early in the show. I usually, like, raise the flag, and I'm like, hey, we're uh, we're kind of to the end of the question queue. Now you guys can start submitting uh, AMA or off-topic questions. I will answer uh, your question, but... Try, try and save these for later. What's your favorite episode in Season of House? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I liked when he stabbed somebody in the leg with a, with a, with a syringe. And he was like, did you see that? Like, because he knew how to save the guy. I remember that scene, but I don't, I don't know. I really, really liked the show once Olivia Wilde was on the show. Obviously, she's gorgeous, but I liked what she brought to the show. I thought... She was a she was a good um, contrast with him. I, I enjoyed their their interactions. Uh, Tame Cyber says, "Do you think the reason Battlefield 2042 cut campaign is because they want to tell the story through seasons because it's better engagement uh, than one play through experience? There there's more to it than this, but this is certainly one one shade of the color of the color spectrum here. They." the debate the debate about campaigns is is ongoing because there are people and, and I used to debate these people when I covered destiny and they'd be like well, campaign and story is so important and I would say it makes no sense for me to design entire events spaces and experiences that you play one time in hear me out it makes no sense to design those in a game that I'm supposed to play ongoing Okay, if you're playing a game like God of War, we're having a different conversation. That's a single-player action-adventure RPG game. Okay, so obviously the events and the fights are all designed to be experienced one time, and then again, if you want to do New Game Plus or a second playthrough on a harder difficulty. Okay, but when you're playing a game that is intended to be played ongoing, long-term, weeks and months from now. They're hoping and anticipating you continuing to pick up the sticks and play. Then to me, in that specific context, I don't think it makes sense to spend resources and 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 money and bandwidth power on something you're going to experience one time. That does not make sense to me. Why? Because you are essentially creating something that doesn't serve the overarching purpose and function of the game. Right? Imagine you are opening up an exercise, uh, you're opening up a gym and you want people to come work out, okay? And you have a certain amount of budget to buy exercise equipment. 
and you spend a portion of that budget on exercise equipment that will be up in the front of the gym in windows to advertise to people that you have this really nice equipment but nobody can sit on it nobody can use it now that money could have been spent on more equipment in the gym more space more places for the customers now somebody might say but that's going to bring people in that's going to get people in the door they're going to see that equipment it's going to be inviting and you might be right seeing a campaign knowing you can have a story experience might be inviting it might bring people in the door and then they start playing your multiplayer then they start playing the ongoing experience they become a member to your gym and they subscribe right i think in in gaming there has been a shift if you did market research when you were getting ready to open up your gym and you found out we don't need to put gym equipment up in the windows we just need big posters just get a poster with that gym equipment on it and that's doing the same purpose and it's costing you a fraction okay and so this is this is i think why their own market research has indicated this just isn't worth investing in there are going to be far more people interested in just the multiplayer and the number of people that are like I'm not buying because there's no campaign there is certainly a portion of people that are saying that I don't think there's enough of them for these companies to care I think there would be people that were like well I would I would go check out that gym but I'd really like to see the equipment up front I'd really like to see it in the window but as the owner of the gym, you would know there's there's very few people that are going to say that. Most of my target audience, most of the people that are looking for a gym and looking for a place to work out are going to be totally fine and convinced by posters in the window. That's that's enough. That's that's getting the job done. And so in in Battlefield, I just think they know. They're like, yeah, the, the, the 90% of the audience doesn't care about this and keep in mind yeah i like that duke i appreciate you watching me on the on the on the on the john that's great um (laughs) um uh you have to remember the context in which i frame this if it's a game that's meant to be played and engaged with long term the developers have to make those prioritizations they have to say listen you know one month in are we really going to be glad we spent X number of thousands of man hours and dollars on a campaign that is already that that by then's been forgotten. You know? Like a month into you having your gym open, are you gonna be glad that there's like four exercise machines up in the windows and you got people coming to you and complaining and saying, There's not enough exercise equipment, dude. I gotta wait too long. I'm paying for a membership and I'm standing around, right? And similar things are said in these games. Dude, where are the maps? Where is the stuff? Where is the content? That is very, very common in these games. And you're sitting there with full knowledge that instead of building extra maps and loading those in the hopper for your seasons or new modes or new guns or characters or whatever, you spend a bunch of time on a campaign that nobody's talking about or engaging with anymore. And that would make you start to question, is that really high on the priority, you know, Richter scale? Is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so.
I think that there is there is something to be said for games like this are shifting priority in response to community behavior and community demand. And I know it's a bummer because I was one of those people that was always a firm believer in like, I play the campaign first and then I go and play the multiplayer. I always did that in, in Call of Duty. And my friends were like, dude, come on. Wait, what are you doing? Like, we're, we're trying to play here. We're, we're trying to get some games going. And I'm like, nope. I like to play the campaign first. And I, I did it every time. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed going through the story. I enjoyed going through, you know, and, and, and hearing the hearing the, the voice acting and, and watching all the scenes and stuff. I thought, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. And most of the time the the story wasn't even related right it wasn't even it wasn't even related to the uh to the <laughs> to the to the camp to the content to the multiplayer it would be like nah you, <laughs> you take it or leave it now they would establish and reuse some of the maps and stuff which that was obviously pretty smart it's like well we built a really nice little area here really nice little arena we, you know we should reuse that for a map and then when you would go to play your map that would be uh, a great way to, you know, that'd be a great that'd be a great way to say, hey, you know, this is this is memorable. I remember this place, and that you know they're getting more use out of their capital. I'm always fully supporting of a, of a company um, reusing assets and reusing their capital because it just makes good business sense. Like you spend all that time building it and making it, why would you not, you know, why would you not actively use it again? It would make it would make sense. I think it would make sense in some games to not do that but in a game like that i mean you're doing basically the same thing you know you're chasing and shooting baddies across a map you know what i mean what happened to the days of selling games as art and stories like now it's always how can we use rip as a storefront to sell worthless crap that looks pretty it seems like the passion is gone well i don't know if the passion was ever there you know i don't know if the passion was ever there after after the dawn of of you know consoles and once gaming became a very very lucrative industry i think a lot of companies said how can we how can we make an awesome product and sell it do you know what i'm saying that happens all of the time you know nobody n- no nobody looked at gaming and thought I'm only doing this for the art. I mean, maybe initially, and and a lot of the indie titles, you can kind of sense that people really just want to pour their heart and soul into a game. Like Tunic being made by one person, or like what Hello Games has done with No Man's Sky. You can clearly see it's a passion project, and that Hello Games and Sean Murray, they care deeply for, for No Man's Sky. It's his, it's his life's, it's, it's almost like his life's work. It's his it's his symphony that he's that he's that he's writing and rewriting and, and, and crafting it together with, with with Hello Games, and so I, I don't necessarily know if a lot of the big name titles have ever been about art and story, you know, Modern Warfare Two and then Black Ops and Modern Warfare Three and then Ghosts. I mean, I don't I don't I don't think that's what it was about. I think it was like no, we're maintaining a product and we're selling it <laughs> and we're maintaining a brand that we've built, you know. Mario, they just don't make the stories like that anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think there are, yeah, Magnum Opus, there it is. I think that there are games that still aspire 
to do something that is special and unique and art driven. I think indie titles are where you find those gems. This game that we're covering today, Death's Door, I think is an example of that. Two people built that game and my gosh, they have to be so thrilled. The, I, the, the number of players that they hit for an indie title built by two people is absolutely impressive. So impressive. They have to be just thrilled and excited and to be commercially successful and, and, and to more than likely now have more than enough money to fund another game, to work on whatever next they want to work on, DLC or whatever. I'm not saying games should be made for the art first and ignore the money, but today it seems like games are sold more as storefronts for making money than about making great games people love to play. Well, I, I think anytime you attempt to enter a market and your focus is on mass production and profit, that's going to happen. Look at the transformation of the way that we consume food as an example. Now, I'm not going to get into a big discussion with you here about about the food industry and all of this and fast food and blah, blah, blah. That's not, I don't, I'm not interested in discussing that, okay? But the, the dawn of someone else making food for you as an industry, there was probably a time where people were like, why would I go and spend money at a diner or a restaurant? I make my own food. That seems ridiculous. But then that industry is born. The, the food service industry is born and you can go to a diner and you can buy a meal and you've got that meal in a, in a short amount of time, you know, a reasonable amount of time and that saved you the trouble of making it yourself, right? It was probably in its earliest days considered a very luxuri- luxurious thing. It wasn't something that your average low to middle income person would go and do. And then the explosion of fast food and a company called McDonald's, they become the mass-produced, we want to be everywhere. We, that, is mo- that is extremely important to them. And then look at the quality of the food. I'm not knocking Mickey D's, but if you compare a McDonald's hamburger to when I go to my local butcher and I get the meat there and I bring it home and I make my own patties and I grill it on my grill, you compare those two burgers, it's not even a comparison. Because one's mass-produced and the other is not. So video games have simply been infected and infested by the the mass-production attitude to industry and to be quite honest there's nothing inherently wrong with that it's 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 how it's how billionaires are are made it's how you know, millions of jobs are created now you we, we again we can get in discussions about you know john locke's theory of labor and we can talk about the person's contribution to the whole and how they're underpaid and blah 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 we, we can get into all that but the actual gaming industry is rife with that for for a very very simple reason the the explosion (laughs) the explosion of gaming the explosion of the food service industry laid the groundwork for fast food and mcdonald's and all these companies to be born and their focus is not on giving you a very 
you know, high quality, nutrient laden, nutritious, healthy meal. That's not what they're focused on. They're focused on mass production, making money. And and video games have a very, very similar presence in them now. I mean, mobile games are essentially that, right? The, the, they are the fast food. They are the fast food of gaming. And then the mobile, the mobile game, the mobilization, the mobile game effect on regular video games, on mainstay PC and console video games, it is unquestioned. You can, it's, it's not even a question, I mean, that like Candy Crush has influenced the games that you're playing. You think the battle pass and like the way to get you to try to buy chintzy pretty things? Where do you think that came from? It's 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 you could trace it back a lot of those things, the battle passes and the microtransactions and the micro spending, you can actually trace its origins back to Candy Crush. Mobile games have influenced gaming in a significant way. In the same way that like McDonald's influenced the food service industry in a way that said you can you can cut these corners you can do these things and that is how you mass produce and sell food and gaming is very very similar now right now I can choose to go to the butcher I can choose to go to a farmer's market I can choose to go to a locally owned restaurant and get food that is prepared and is significantly better. I can do that. And you can do the same thing in gaming. You can avoid the fast food games. You can avoid the the over-monetized games. And, and, and you, can, you can support the place that has the prime rib that you like. You can support the place that has the burger that you like in gaming. And, and, and one of the things I think that we have to... We, we honestly have to take ownership of is the financial demand and backing of certain content and certain products that is really your only voice that's your that's your only voice you can virtue signal and and hashtag to your heart's content but if people are still buying the games it ain't going away I've said this all the time about the sports games I've said this all the time about the, the the card packs and what feels like the presence of gambling in those games right it's not going to go anywhere when there's a when there is a willing consumer base. The the willing consumer base is the number one reason that stuff's going nowhere. It it's not going anywhere. I've always said if you were walking past a street corner where somebody had a booth set up and they were selling you know number 2 pencils pre-sharpened number two pencils for $10 a piece and the guy just couldn't stop selling them you could shout and you could scream and you're like this is the most ridiculous thing you can buy a pack of number two pencils at the store for a dollar and you guys are buying a one here one pencil for $10 because it's pre-sharpened what in the actual doesn't matter that guy would be an idiot to shut down his booth he's making money just hand over fist He's going to be the first millionaire pencil salesman. And when there is a willing consumer base, you will you can never expect a business to be like, yeah, let's stop doing this. Who likes money and greater profits and higher share value? We don't want that. We're going we're gonna to care about the art, right? Blaming my mom for Candy Crush. <laughs> so 
I, the only thing the gaming community can do is raise awareness and only buy and support what you think is is worthy of your money. The market is is gonna is gonna determine so much of what is what 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 what, what they get away with. Now, if you want to get into like the legal like legality, and you want to get into like getting laws passed to stop companies from doing certain things or the gambling or the whatever. I am I am fully in support of of um of getting rid of you know certain things in games if we feel they are you know if we feel they are predatory or we feel they are bad or whatever um I'm I'm fully in I'm fully in support of that I am but you you have to know that the minute you get the minute you get the government involved man oh man they're gonna want to. They're gonna want to cut. They're gonna want their. They're gonna want their. Their thank you in the background. You know, in in whatever ways that that happens, they're gonna cook that. They're gonna cook that. The, those laws with extra stuff. So you gotta know that there should be things put in place. You know, like protecting children on the internet is incredibly important, and it's good that certain things have passed, and it's good that certain things have been put in place. But you start getting in, you start trying to 